This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. My guest today is Pat Cartelli. Pat is a graphic designer and storyteller living in Astoria, Queens. He takes us through his first real relationship and breakup in college. And I freak out about the crazy similarities between both of our first college relationships. This is Pat's story. Hey, Pat, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a real, real honor uh, <laughs> since you've had me on your podcast before. We have, and it was a joy. So hopefully we replicate the magic today. Um, yeah, what potentially sad story did you want to talk about? Potentially to? sad story. That might not be sad. I just put it on. I put the pressure to not, it doesn't need to be sad. I'm going to add tears to this yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we were on mic, I was telling Brian that uh, I was kind of struggling at what I wanted to talk about because this stuff is so private to me. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of what I landed on was my freshman year of college. Um, I went to RIT in Rochester, New York. Okay. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently and my entire experience at RIT was really, it's an odd school, I think. It's a great school. I had a great time there, but like from a social perspective, it wasn't ideal. Yeah, you didn't feel like you quite got like the college under, I don't know, yeah, yeah. what's I mean, like the, yeah, what was like the social situation? Well, so there? like it was, it's an art and engineering school. Oh, and like, that's a weird dynamic. Yeah, and you know, looking back on it, it should have been like maybe a red flag or just like, weird social norms where like <laughs> the you know the guys at the school are just like well you know this year it's an eight to one guy to girl ratio <laughs> which like freshman in college i was like yeah that's a lot of guys but yeah. looking back and i'm like why don't think about women like that that's gross yeah like there's only one woman for this eight guys yeah and, we're and all, yeah that's a weird yeah and you know it kind of set me up in this way that i was thinking about people kind of incorrectly um yeah like it set me down this path of if i met somebody i needed to stay with them which is a bad a bad way to get into a relationship yeah because there's in your mind your mindset was there's only so many people out there so if uh so many women out there so if i find the one who's into me i gotta like really commit to this thing right because this and, is my only option. Yeah, and it turns out that's a very poor way to... <laughs> yeah, it's a bad way of looking at dating. <laughs> but at the time, yeah, you're like figuring it out, right? You're like yeah. new to dating and figuring out how to be a person. Yeah, and like, you know, in high school, I was like a quiet nerd that like kept to himself. And like I had friends, but like dating was not happening for me in high school. Yeah. Uh, partially because I was just oblivious to any advances and too shy to do anything about it either Sounds way like me. yeah <laughs> i had one month-long relationship in high school and i was like too the reason it ended is because i was kind of like too scared of relationships and i was like oh, okay let's uh try this again in college yeah i definitely had moments of just like well she's cool like we should go to the mall <laughs> but i didn't drive and i was like i'm not gonna have my parents drive me and some girl to the mall yeah, i can't do like, this my, I love my parents, but they're intense. And I was like, they're going to scare this person <laughs> off. 
so yeah, getting to college was definitely a uh, an experience where I could be like, oh, I have autonomy. Like I can, we can do stuff on campus. Like there's a bus that takes you to downtown Rochester. Yeah, like you can really go to the city and see yeah, the sites. Exactly. And um, uh, yeah, so like I said, definitely led me down this path that was not ideal. Um, and I did, I met somebody and that was very exciting to me because this was like a new experience for me. Yeah. And she lived kind of far outside of uh, like the city of Rochester. And it was a beautiful drive out to her house and her parents were lovely. Um, so she was living with her parents at the time yeah, and yeah, going yeah. to your school. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, part of me was like, oh, that's cool. Like this is an, ex- I'm like getting off campus and like exploring <laughs> and like I met her parents and like that's a thing uh and again looking back on it like a lot of it was these preconceived notions i had about college where i was like well yeah a lot of people meet somebody in college and then stay with them and like they have that story yeah like we met in college our first like my good friend who lives here he met his now wife that they have a kid together their first semester of college yeah and like yeah that's that was a thing (laughs) yeah and um yeah, and so I had a car, which was helpful, uh, and so I would drive out there every weekend and, like, go pick her up, and we'd, like, drive around into the city and, like, you know, do things. Yeah, but, like, have adventures. Yeah, and, like, it was fun and exciting, because um, we'd, like, go to the hip coffee shop downtown <laughs> and, like, you know, go see bands play, and, you know, it was fun for a while, but as you can imagine, something like that, especially because I was so adamant on making it work, especially when it clearly wasn't. Uh, <laughs> what were the signs that it was not working? Like what? <laughs> uh, I mean, like it was weird little things like she wasn't happy that like I lived in a dorm and like other girls were on that floor. Oh, yeah. And it's like, OK, sure. And, you know, we're young. So like jealousy yeah, like, makes yeah, yeah. sense. Uh, but, but it's also not really in your control. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, I walked in a bathroom down the hallway. Yeah. Like, and she's like, they probably thought you were naked under there. And I was like, I, I guess if you go yeah. deep enough, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just things like her schedule was more important, or like, uh, you know, it was a lot of things that at the time I was like, well, she's she's getting crazy. And definitely things that, like, there were parts of me that were absolutely at fault. Yeah. Just, like, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. just, like, not communicating um, wants or needs or, like, why is somebody upset? Uh, yeah, they'd just be upset rather than having a conversation about it. It would just be, like, I feel like this happened. This, you're, like, just, you're a freshman. This experience is very similar to my experience yeah. in my first relationship in college. So, I'm, like... Like having flashbacks to that happening to me too. Yeah, and like, like I say, like the thing about walking to the bathroom in the dorm, or like girls at the dorm, or like having friends that are girls and being like, yeah, she was being unreasonable. But at the same time, I know that I was being like, well, who's that? Who's yes. that guy? Yeah, you had the same things that she was given to you. You were like having those same moments back at her yeah. in a way. Yeah, and you know, like it wasn't fair on either side. I would say. Um, but, you know, we kept, we kept hanging out and like persisting as this couple (laughs) and it just got worse and worse in various ways. Like we would drive out to Buffalo to go see bands play 
and she'd run off and come back and like with some guy and she was like this is the guitarist in the band like and he's like giving her his phone number and i'm like i'm (laughs) i'm here i'm i'm a person i have feel but again i was like 18 19 so like wasn't standing up for myself at all just kind of like i guess that guy's given his number to her and like (laughs) yeah but i'm still her boyfriend so it's okay like yeah and and i just didn't know how to communicate any of this and the way that i would communicate it and it's so embarrassing but it's true was just oh the other thing was she made a live journal for me Because that was, like, the popular thing at the time. As in, like, a live journal that she'd write about specifically things that, like, she wanted you to read? No, like, she made an account for me. Oh, I see. So I could start one. Oh. And, (laughs) yeah, and I was like, I don't, I don't want this, but you want me to use this. So she was like, write down your feelings here. Basically, yeah. And the only thing about it I remember is the password was her birthday <laughs> to be like, yeah. And partially, I guess, so she could log in maybe. Yeah. But also she was like, don't forget my birthday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but all I really remember is like, we got to a point where like, you know, she, she was hanging out with other guys and like, uh, we'd still go to concerts or like to the coffee shop and like do things. And like, I taught her how to drive, like we were doing a lot of stuff, but I got to a point where I was like, this is frustrating. I'm driving out like 45 minutes to an hour to where you're living. And you know, uh, the conversations weren't happening. And I was, I was kind of like assuming that my presence would mean or have meaning of like, I'm putting effort into this. Yeah. Like I'm making the drive and showing up. Yeah. And I fully acknowledge that I also wasn't saying that. Um, Yeah, but in your head, you're like, I'm doing this. Like, here I am. Yeah. I was like, this is like a valiant thing. I drove through this snowstorm and like, which was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. But this is like so many things you were saying are the exact things that happened to me (laughs) in my freshman year relationship. It was like two hours driving, taught her how to drive until she like, she crashed my car in a parking garage. Like just scratched up like yeah. the whole like just these they're weird fl- there's weird flashbacks happening <laughs> in my freshman year relationship yeah and like teach when you're 18 or 19 teaching somebody how to drive is a bad idea yeah because you're also a bad driver <laughs> yeah but you're like oh, i want you to be able to do yeah it's like you i don't know there's oh god it's so much and it's like i in my position i just like didn't know how to be in a relationship like, yeah i legitimately <clears throat> didn't know but I was trying to figure it out and it felt like very, it just seems like your situation is very similar. Yeah. And because figuring it out, I didn't know what I needed to be figuring out. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. I just assumed because I'm me, people are gonna, I don't know, get along with me. Yeah. You're like easygoing enough as a person that you're like, Oh, this is all I need. Right. Yeah. I could just yeah. like be me and that'll, be a good relationship. Yeah. yeah. And then like instead of understanding that like there's give and take and like you have to talk about these <laughs> things. Uh, but I would just like let it bottle up and just like the anxiety would wash over me and just like, you know, I, I remember having these thoughts of like, well, if this doesn't last past college, how am I ever going to meet somebody else? <laughs> Which is yeah, very... I'll leave college and just <laughs> not be able to meet anybody in the world. Especially after, like, moving from Western New York to New York City. 
Yeah, where there's not one woman for every eight men. (laughs) (laughs) But what I used to do is let it bottle up and then log into that live journal or to (laughs) my, like, aim and use song lyrics of, like, how mad I was or, like, what my emotions were. (laughs) And hope that she'd, like, see it. In hopes that she would, like, see it and be like, oh, yeah, like, uh, he is real nice and, like, this is crazy and, like, um... But, like, the the most embarrassing part about it is I, cl- I very clearly remember using a bunch of lyrics from ska bands because <laughs> I was very into ska yeah, in and that was the time. That was the time for it. <sighs> it was terrible. It was sad. And, like, you know, I, I clearly remember being like, she's crazy, she's crazy, and not like, hey, buddy, maybe sit down and think about what you want. Yeah, like, what are you looking for? Is this person... <clears throat> the right person for you and what you need and what you're like willing to. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it also was like, I think it's very easy to just describe this as, um, being in college and like blaming it on the school and like, cause it was, it was a very bizarre school social situation to be in. Because I don't think I learned how to socialize for real until after college. Yeah. So it's like a lot of people go to college and kind of figure it out away. And you felt like it was this four years where you, if anything, like regressed in socially and then had to like relearn it. Yeah, all again. exactly. It felt like, yeah, the, my moral compass was like slightly off. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then like graduating, coming down here, I was like, oh, wow. This is how you interact (laughs) with people. Yeah, like, and that not that relationship not working out felt like the world ending, and it just felt treacherous and like a behemoth of a thing. Because I was like, I was being very poetic in my head about it. Like, this is my story. This is, uh, again, how am I ever going to meet somebody else? And kind of a lot of it like was that I moved so I'm from the New York City area yeah and I moved to western New York and it's my first time like living far from home and this is gonna sound like a jump but it's my reality and it's not fun but it's true uh you know I lost somebody in September 11th yeah on September 11th and that was very very hard for me to deal with and so moving away you know, feeling that made me feel so alone. So, yeah, you know, it's like I said, it's very easy to blame that. Like the school was weird and like eight to one and whatever. Uh, but also it felt like I was attaching cause I was like, had experienced this major loss and was like, well, I don't like loss. So how do I make this work? Yeah. Yeah, because there was just a lot of things happening, kind of yeah. like your first time being away from home, having experienced this loss at your home and kind of like then like experiencing loss somewhere else or like potentially experiencing a different type of loss with like this potential relationship. Yeah. yeah. Do you, did you feel like you were trying to find like a place that you could, I don't know, feel better about, not better, but like feel like you could find something that you can kind of like not belong to but like be with or like i don't know did you feel like i don't know what did it feel like just going to western new york in that scenario 
Well, I mean, initially it felt lonely, very lonely, because it's Western New York. Like, the winters are <laughs> brutal. Yeah. And it's gorgeous during the summer, but, like, winter starts in October and ends in May. Yeah, so, the so entire school year is just spent It's just in gray winter. and cold and so much snow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do think a lot of it was, like... Uh, kind of wrongly thinking that I can live my life without loss. Yeah. Like try to set up my life in a way where everything's perfect and nothing sucks and I don't lose anything. Yeah. It was almost like a new start in a new place where you can kind of like be like, Oh, I don't have to fully deal with the closeness of this other thing that happened to me because now I'm in Western New York as opposed to like the New York city area. Yeah. Yeah. And it just did not work. No, because again, I was like, I don't, like, loss sucks. Yeah. And I was like, so how do I avoid that? And the opposite of that is also true, where it's like, if you fight for something that shouldn't work. Oh, yeah. That's also going to just blow up. Yes. I think that was, like, my biggest lesson when I was dealing with my, like, tough relationship. My, like, freshman and just sophomore year was just, like, I wanted so badly to make this thing work because i felt like i heard people say like relationships are work like you gotta like put in the time and i just felt like i was doing all this work but i felt like i was like looking back on it now i was doing the wrong work like i just i just felt like oh you have to just do this you just this is just what it is i was like no it's okay to be like this isn't going to work and this isn't healthy but it took me like probably like two years after the breakup to just like process everything that had happened and yeah. be like, Oh, that's not how you do this stuff. And it's, I mean, it sucked. It was just like hard to deal with it. Like yeah. Understand how like, okay, this didn't work, but I wanted it to work. Like what went wrong? Cause then like thinking, I don't know if this happened with you, but I like, I kept thinking like, I, was on me like i didn't do enough to like save this thing and it's that's a weird feeling to have like the the quote-unquote saving the relationship yeah it's like just i feel like what i learned from this was like if you're at the point where you're trying to like save it and like they're i'm not gonna make a blanket yeah, yeah yeah but for me at least the point where i was like how do i save this how do i fix this it's like no that's where you cut loose yes yeah it shouldn't need to feel like something that one it's all on you and two that needs to get fixed like yeah if you're like already having those thoughts it's like well something must be off yeah yeah that's like i mean i feel like that's definitely a big lesson i've learned in my years since college is like what a healthy relationship is and like both people putting the right work into things and like yeah in college i had no concept of any of that yeah and like for me it was i knew what i wanted and i very much wanted a relationship and i wanted it to work and i could want that till the end of time but the part that my dumb brain couldn't figure out was if the other person isn't into it for whatever reason it's not gonna happen or it shouldn't happen or just whatever and i think similarly like it took me a while to process that 
you know, to get past like the young teenager, like, well, no, she's crazy and like whatever, and get to the point where it's like, yeah, but that was even if stuff got smoothed over, it was never going to be correct or yes. good. And also, I I probably did, you know, things that she was frustrated by. Yeah, it's just neither one of you was telling the other person. Yeah, the and I refuse to admit that I was wrong about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too, where it's like, I feel like, oh yeah, it was all kind of a messed up a lot because of her. And it's like, no, I'm sure there was things that, and it was just literally me just being ignorant and not understanding how this things these things work and how to put in those things you need to put in. But yeah, at the time I was like, oh yeah, it wasn't me, but it totally <laughs> was. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, man, college relationships. How long did you date for before you broke up? That was like, well, here's the thing. Like it never, I don't think there was like a specific day that oh, was Oh, there the wasn't end. a moment. It just like faded weird which yeah it was bizarre so like how much time had been happened like um, how, how long into it before this this fading started happening so it was freshman year uh no i think in my head this was like two or three years okay but that's not true i'm realizing i think maybe it was like maybe a year Okay. Including like a summer break. Yeah. And I only say this because I definitely didn't have a car freshman year. I know that. But then sophomore year, it was probably like three or four months into that. Okay. So all things considered, not that long. Yeah. But still, I mean, at that point, everything. And again, like I have this, and mine lasted very similarly. And it's like everything feels so much bigger like the stakes feel higher yeah because especially yeah for like both of us seem like our first real relationship like that for me that was like the first person i said i love you too which i don't know if it was like the same for you or not but no it it was not no okay we we never hit like that point either like communicate again communication wise (laughs) it was a very very poor situation to be in um but yeah, you're right. Like it felt like the world because you're in college. You assume you're an adult. Yeah. And like looking back on college now, I was like, well, I was just, I was a dumb kid. Like, yeah, I had no idea. I didn't what I was know doing. anything. I had my own apartment. I had a car, and I was going to class. But like, I'm not an adult. Like, yeah. I'm hanging out. I don't know in some lounge somewhere, drinking like coffee and like, you know, catching up on sleep on a coffee shop couch. <laughs> just living the dream <laughs> yeah and you're like oh this is the hardest thing that is going on in my life it's like, yeah it's like oh this tough moment with this girl i'm dating and then it's like that's it yeah it's like it and i think i don't know does it feel big because you're like my life is going to class going to a party and then hanging out with this person sometimes yeah, like just just in terms of the way your the way your life is breaking down in terms of percentages and what you're putting percent, it's just like a big percentage. Yeah, at that point because you're not really doing anything else. You're doing things, but it's like nothing really else has a lot of stakes to it. Yeah, exactly. 
where it's like, okay, I'm just going to go do classes. And you're just like used to, okay, classes, classes. And then it's like, but then there's this person who I have these feelings about. And then that takes over. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely an element of it. It's just like, okay, I'm at a point in my time in my life where I only have so much going on. So yeah. And like I was up there, uh, doing art like i went to design school like i had this like oh so you were the art kid at the engineering school or like yeah 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 yeah. and i think that was probably my saving grace like socially yeah because you know the engineering kids or whoever would tell you that ratio but then like the art school there was very diverse which was great um but you know, like, I, it was so much work that, like, yeah, I, I spent most of my time, like, in front of my computer editing or drawing or doing these things that, like, when I was socializing, like, it wasn't in an ideal situation anyway. Like, yeah. was that, like, a party or, I don't know. And I just didn't, I didn't know how to interact with people because I was shy or, I don't know, just didn't know what I wanted out of college. Yeah. Especially because, like, I absolutely know that I let movies, like, yeah, tell influence. me what, like, dictate what college should be. Yeah. And going to art school in Western New York is not, like, I don't know, not like going to NYU. Yeah, they don't all. really have a movie about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody's like, we need to tell this story because these kids are having the real time that you really want to see on the movies. Yeah, I... We would go down to Penn State every once in a while, and I went to a couple of Penn State parties, and they like blew my mind. Oh yeah, not not like out of I want to I want this as my life because I saw that and was like I would not get anything done if I was here. Oh yeah, but just like the scale of it, I was like I don't live in this world. <laughs> yeah, I had like my the girlfriend I was dating, she went to UMass, which was insane, and then I had a bunch of friends who went to UConn, and that was insane. Yeah. and it was just like. I was just going to school in Northeastern, which was in the city. So it's like, I felt like I didn't, there was no parties, but there were parties. I just didn't go to any of them. Yeah. But then I'd like go visit my friends and they'd be partying all the time. And I'd be like, what is going on? This is like (laughs) a totally different world than I'm seeing on my like day to day in college. Yeah. I went to Penn State and somebody, uh, I was staying in somebody's dorm and I went to use the shower and they're like, Hey, you want a beer? And I was like, no, you don't want a shower beer. I was like, what's that? (laughs) I'm learning so many new things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I was going to, like, by the end of my tenure there, like, I was going to parties and, like, enjoying myself and having fun. Yeah. But, like, uh, the last party I ever went to at RIT felt very fitting of every experience I ever had there, which was at my buddy's place, big house. Um, and I was like, cool. It's, like, my last party at RIT. I'm single. There's some girls over there. I'm going to go talk to them. I went over to them and they respectfully declined. And I was like, sure. And then I walked to go back to the kitchen where like my friends were. And I was standing there like in this doorway. And I realized that the party had sort of dispersed in a way that all of the guys were in the kitchen and all of the women were in the living room. And it just, that's what RAT felt like to me like you're just at a middle school dance for four years yeah nobody knew how to talk to each other nobody knew how to have casual conversations and it very much felt like if we're not talking to like hook up or like whatever like don't 
yeah there was there was like a one track mind of like this is what a conversation has to be with the opposite sex or whatever it's like it can't just be like you can't just talk about things and like yeah bond over interests and it doesn't need to be about like hooking up with somebody you can yeah. just like have a good night connecting with somebody yeah and exactly. it not mean anything else yeah that yeah that's like pretty fair of college <laughs> uh cool pat well thank you for doing this thank you for listening to me talk about being real awkward just come so far <laughs> um yeah if people want to like find more about things that you do what what stuff do you got going on that people can find out about cool uh well you can follow me on twitter at pat cartelli um i tweet about whatever um but I thought you're gonna be like I don't, only these three topics <laughs> this is my i tweet about art school uh the view out my window and the bagel i had cool. this morning cool cool um but also, I do uh, a show called Repeater that Brian has been on. Um, it's a little show about big songs, and we interview people about a song that means a lot to them or has a story connected to them. Uh, so, for example, for me, uh, the band May Everglow. Everglow was a song from them, I think. Okay, Maybe. I don't know. That's a song I listen to with this girl okay. a lot. So that's the song that connects you to this story. Yeah. For you're doing an episode of your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk about the time that's... I went to see very, very sad emo in Buffalo, New York. Great. Uh, but you can find that at repeater.show. Sweet. Yeah, check out Repeater. And uh, thanks again, Pat. Thank you for having me. This is how we love. This is how we something that's right love hurts is produced hosted and edited by brian berlin theme music by mickey hommel show art by caroline mallon you can find love hurts on apple podcasts stitcher google play or wherever you get your podcasts if you like the show rate and review it on apple podcasts and tell a friend about it you can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at Love Hurts Pod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. Here's a preview of what you'll hear next week. What he does is he drops his um, pads on the ground, sprints out to the middle of the football field. The lights are like blaring on, and all the families are still waiting for their son's BT dubs over by the locker room. He sprints out into the middle of the field, and he screams, Jana! Like at the top of his lungs in the middle of an empty fucking football field. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.